This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. Flow Racing is the new home of NASCAR Roots Racing. Subscribe today and stream over 1,300 racing events live and on demand. See NASCAR legends, past, present, and future battle it out in dirt late models, sprint cars, and more at your favorite tracks every week. Find your next favorite driver by going to flowracing.com forward slash go MRN. That's flowracing.com forward slash go MRN. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. Austin Sindrick leads into turn three for the final time with a big shove from teammate Ryan Blaney. Here comes Brad Keselowski topside, but it's the rookie that leads off four. A whole bunch of fours at the front of the field, and here they come. Sindrick trying to squeeze Blaney into the fence, and at age 23, Austin Sindrick has scored the Daytona 500 win. They crash further down after they cross the start finish line, but Austin Sendrick has won the Daytona 500. Oh, it's amazing. I think it's the only one you can be confident you can re-gift. It's, uh, it's an amazing achievement, you know, for me just to just to think I'm the Daytona 500 winner. I, I would have never dreamed it and, um, and, and with a group of, of people like this, people that believed in me for through thick and thin and um, really believed in my development and oh my god, I am pumped. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Lou Emu Maximum Pain Relief the official pain relief cream of NASCAR. It works fast, and you won't stink. And by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. From the MRN studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the rest of the MRN crew here with you. It is Champions Week. We are getting ready to crown champions this week in Nashville, Tennessee. And before we do that, we're going to revisit each of the championship seasons for Joey Logano, Ty Gibbs, and Zane Smith. They are your champions in the NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Camping World Truck Series. We're also going to hear from 2022 NASCAR Cup Series Rookie of the Year, Austin Sendrick. He'll stop by. Plus, we'll flash back to the last time Joey Logano won the championship. That was four years ago, back in 2018. But first, Kyle Ricky is here with a check of the latest headlines. Kyle? 
Mike, it was a busy Thanksgiving for Rick Ware Racing as they announced that they have formed a technical alliance with Roush Fenway Keslowski Racing for the 2023 season and beyond. As part of the agreement, RWR will lease space at the RFK campus in Concord, North Carolina in an effort to form a symbiotic relationship. The organization will now have a partner with not just one, but two teams for the upcoming Cup Series season. RFK extended its alliance with Front Row Motorsports, which includes providing a pit crew. And co-owner of RFK, Brad Keselowski, had some news of his own. He went on social media to announce his plans to run in this Sunday's Snowball Derby at the Five Flag Speedway in Pensacola, Florida. Keselowski will attempt to make his debut in the 36-car field, as there are 62 official entries into this year's event. Other Cup Series drivers entered include William Byron, Eric Jones, and incoming rookie Noah Gregson. Other drivers with NASCAR flair with plans to run the event include Josh Berry, Derek Krause, Sammy Smith, Corey Heim, and Ty Majeski. Jones, Gregson, and Majeski have all won the race in previous years. Mike. Thank you, Kyle. Coming up, we'll look back on Joey Logano's championship season starting way back in February with his win at the Clash at the Coliseum all the way to his triumphant victory in Phoenix. Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Joey Logano became a two-time NASCAR Cup Series champion in 2022. His season started with a win of the Clash at the Coliseum and ended with him lifting the Cup Series trophy in the desert. Let's go back and let's revisit all the special moments that led up to Logano's championship moment in the Valley of the Sun. White flag, final lap, Bush, light, clash. Who's going to victory lane? Will it be Logano or will it be Kyle Bush? One final time through three, off four, checkered flag is out, and Joey Logano has done it, scoring the win. They're crashing right in front of him. Logano has scored the win in the Bush, light, clash at the Coliseum. Joey, how about that? The L.A. Coliseum, you are the first-time NASCAR winner here. Just your thoughts. Oh, man, it's just badass. I don't even know what to say it's uh it's just so cool uh being down here just being down here on the racetrack and seeing all the fans around you uh it's so electric here and uh to be able to do some donuts with our shell penzo mustang and the first race of the next gen first one out here oh man it means so much it's so special congratulations dad amelia love logano yes, last her. sunday yes so are, are we done now or are you going for the full over the wall pick i hope so should i ask Brittany this question no i think we're good you're good we're good guys i okay. think that's gonna be it <laughs> That's I thought awesome. I was in with two, too. So. Oops. Okay. All right. Well. So no. So, um, no, but it's good. Everything's going great. We're, uh, it's, it's nice. Um, it's pretty cool to have a little baby girl. Uh, we have a couple boys before that. And right. so uh, that's definitely that's changed the game immediately. Logano's got a good run. He looks to the inside. Now he tucks back in line. Inches off of the back bumper of Byron. Drives it deep. He makes contact. Byron's in the outside wall. He got hit from the back bumper of Logano. And Logano goes 
of the lead. William Byron tried to block the bottom of the racetrack. Logano committed. Byron in the fence. Logano takes the white flag. Final lap at Darlington. Joey Logano to the lead. Reddick around the outside to second. Byron's in the fence. Hard in turn one. It's Joey Logano. Exit two for the final time. Logano running away with this run. Tyler Reddick about five car lengths back. Too far back to try to make a run at the bid for the lead. Logano into turn number three. Right up against the outside wall. Looking for the checkered flag here in Darlington. Dry spell will end this afternoon for Joey Logano. Off four. Final time. Crowd on their feet. And Joey Logano is one at Darlington. His first win of the 2022 season. Joey, describe the last few laps of that race. No, just an incredible race there at the end with William. And uh, I don't know if he meant to get into me and fence me, but he did. And uh, at that point, I felt like it was game on and um, was able to get back to him there last few laps, pushing really hard. And I uh, just knew that was my shot to win the thing, and I had to take it. So, um, man, so proud of this team. So cool to win in this car. Uh, this is my first quarter midget, man. This is this is the beginning. And uh, to, to see it in victory lane, I'm just uh, so proud. And Racing back to the white flag. What a move. First by Kyle. What a move. Second by Logano, and it gets him the lead. White flag is out. Joey Logano headed to one for the final time. Crowd is going nuts. They're three wide for fifth, but at the front of the pack, Joey Logano has the lead, and he is gone off turn two. Opening up three car lengths, four car lengths, five car lengths in front. Joey Logano, the race leader, for the final time. Back to quarter number three with Kyle Busch in second, Ryan Blaney in third, Joey Logano, the leader. As he exits turn number four, the fans on their feet waving their hats. Checkered flag in the air. Joey Logano wins the inaugural Enjoy Illinois 300 at Worldwide Technology Raceway at Gateway. Logano wins it. Joey Logano is joining us right now, part of the championship for looking for your second championship. You race for a living. You're in the championship. And you thrive on this, don't you? I love I love it. Dude, I love the playoffs. I love the pressure that is it, it puts on us as competitors. Um, I just feel like it makes me better. It makes my team better. Um, we just fight harder. And when your back's up against the wall, you you really come up with some things. And uh, I, I always say this, it, the, the week leading into the, the championship four race is one of my favorite weeks of the year, if you're able to make it this far, because your team grows so much right because you're because you're sitting there saying okay this is not just a normal race this is a championship this is bigger and then it's just how do we make sure we're fully prepared for this in every single area whether it's it's you're working with your crew chief and engineers or how you're preparing for restarts how you're preparing for pit stops how you're like all these little details that sometimes you you don't like you talk about but then you move on and then you move on and and Yes, you're prepared, but this is a different level of preparation when you get here. And it always is a great reminder that when you think you're doing a lot during the year, you're not tapped out. There is more in there. And I guess to me, that's what makes this week special, is that my team's going to be stronger no matter what. Now that we win or lose, we're a stronger team for 2023, which is great. But it still would hurt a lot if we don't win this thing. And so we really want to make that part of this happen. One more mile in the 2022 season. Here comes Logano. Off four. White flag is in the air. Joey Logano will set his sights on a championship as he heads to one. He started on the pole. Dominated the opening stage. Dominated the second stage. He has not been the dominant car in the third. But he's there when it matters. Joey Logano. 
off the end of the back straightaway. Joey Logano is about to become a NASCAR Cup Series champion. For the second time in his career, up off turn number four, checkered flag in the air. Joey Logano wins the NASCAR Cup Series season finale race, and Joey Logano is the 2022 NASCAR Cup Series champion. Joey, a two-time NASCAR Cup Series championship. How does that sound? Amazing. Uh... I feel like it took too it took too long to get back to this point, but man, it's, it's so special to win championships. It's what you want. It's what you. It's the only thing you, I race for. You know, race wins are nice, but championships is what it's all about. And we were in great position there. And, and everybody uh, on, on the Team Penske team did so great. Um, you know, all my all our from from our teamwork from the get go, working through practice together, and, and everybody uh, trying to put together what would be the best 22 car for for us to to win this championship. And the goal was achieved. So I just. Uh, I can't thank everyone enough. The champ is here. Joey Legato, welcome back to NASCAR Live. Where will this one go? Where will this Cup Series championship winning trophy go when it makes its way back home? Well, um, I, honestly, I don't know where it is right now. If, if I have it, I know I don't have it, but I don't know where it is. Um, but the plan is to do the same thing we did in 2018, um, is, is try to, to uh, put a schedule together to let the whole team get it at one point for a week. Um, we did that last the last time in 2018. It was so cool to get the pitchers back because they would take it with them on a trip. They would take them, you know, they'd have a party at their house, and and then you start seeing the things they did with it. There, there's chips in it. There was, there, I mean, there was they did it all. At one point, they had like little Sterno fires in it, and they were roasting marshmallows out of it. Like it was, it was you name it, they were doing it, and I I love that part. Like, okay, did it come back with a few scratches on it? Yes. But it came back with way more stories. And that's all I care about because think about this. Like, okay, I drive the car. I'm just a member of the team is the way I look at it, right? Like, okay, am I the face of the team? Yes, right? My name's on the car. I get it, but I can't do it on my own. No way, right? There's not one single person on the team that can do it on the own. We all need each other. So why do I get the trophy the whole time? That's kind of like, it's kind of BS. So I think the right way to do it is let everybody have the, the, the trophy for a week and do some cool things with it. And, and you know, there'll be times that we'll have to use it for, for media stuff and pictures and stuff like that. But we'll put a schedule together and let everybody have it. Coming up, Austin Sendrick won the 2022 NASCAR Cup Series Rookie of the Year title. He'll join us next and later. We'll go through Ty Gibbs' championship season as well. NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those Camrys up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Austin Sendrick took little time in making impact in the NASCAR Cup Series during his rookie year. He won the season opening Daytona 500. Austin would go on to make the playoffs in his first full-time season, racing for Team Penske in the Cup Series, and later be named the Rookie of the Year. Our Jason Toy sat down with Austin ahead of this week's 2022 NASCAR Awards. 
Austin Sindrick leads into turn three for the final time with a big shove from teammate Ryan Blaney. Here comes Brad Keselowski topside, but it's the rookie that leads off four. A whole bunch of Fords at the front of the field, and here they come. Sindrick trying to squeeze Blaney into the fence, and at age 23, Austin Sindrick has scored the Daytona 500 win. They crash further down after they cross the start-finish line, but Austin Sindrick has won the Daytona 500. Austin, first off, congratulations on a, a great rookie season, highlighted with a big Daytona 500 win, but you get the Rookie of the Year honors. How special is that for you to, you know, I know you wanted to go for the championship and you, you had a good run at the championship, but to be able to come away as the Rookie of the Year in the Cup Series, how special? Yeah, obviously, uh, pretty pretty big box to check uh, for, for the season. You know, when you come in as a rookie, and really as we as we set things up through 2021 to have the, the chance to, to go for rookie of the year, obviously that's that's the first box you want to check. And you know, I, I think between Harris and Todd, two really great established young drivers, and um, I, I think with the with the new car, a lot of new challenges. So um, it, I think in a year where it was hard to define what what a rookie was or how a rookie should perform um you know obviously we were able to to, to kind of go at least above the average i'd like to say but um you know i i think my my aspirations are certainly higher than than how we ended the season but um you know it's a great foundation great place to start and uh great feather in the cap for sure say obvious highlight number one's got to be the win of the daytona 500 the great american race and that's something that, that goes down in the history books forever as a daytona 500 winner I mean, is that still, you kind of reflect back on that now going, wow, that was something pretty huge we accomplished in our rookie year. Yeah, I mean, anytime you can win a Cup Series race, uh, it's a big deal. I mean, it's it's an extremely competitive environment. You could argue, you know, this year with the next-gen car more than ever. Um, so anytime you can win a Cup race, it's a big deal. But yeah, like I said, Daytona, I mean, that's, that's a race that lasts forever, um, you know, whether if it's the the challenges of that race the uncertainties of that race but also um how far that race reaches out everyone knows what anyone who knows anything about sports knows what the daytona 500 is and knows how big of a deal it is in the motorsports world so uh for me in some ways it's it's been the gift that keeps on giving but you know as i've had a whole season to reflect on one hand um really understand kind of the gravity of of, of that accomplishment um, not just for me but for the whole team um, but also, um, I've learned to appreciate that accomplishment more throughout the year as I've learned firsthand how hard it is to win the Cup Series. So um, I, I anticipated uh, that being the case. Um, but you know, we were able to, you know, challenge up front on several occasions throughout the year. I just want that to be a more consistent effort, and I think that comes with it with experience and, and and trying to figure out what it takes to be the best. You won, uh, you raced in the playoff and won in the Xfinity Series. You raced in the playoffs in the Cup Series. Obviously, the obvious aside of being the, the, you know, the upper level of the series that you raced in, how hard was it or what was the difference between running for that Xfinity title and trying to run for a Cup title? What was, give folks kind of an idea from the driver's seat of how much more pressure is put on you during that seal. Yeah, I think the pressure is the same. The challenges are, are different and probably greater in the Cup Series. And, and it's, it's really due to the parity of the cup series you know in the xfinity series and in the truck series like if you have a bank of playoff points you're gonna be in pretty good shape for the playoffs as long as you don't have any you know massive issues or you know two bad races in a row in a round or something like that but in the cup series stage points aren't guaranteed every stage you know if, if you if you're a top 10 car in the xfinity series you're probably going to get top 10 points 
But in the Cup Series, you know, there were a lot of races where I went without getting stage points. And I, I would say that was probably my Achilles heel, like, throughout the playoffs, was just our inability to, to perform well throughout a whole race. You know, I could I could get the finish or I could get the start, but I couldn't get both. And, and, and I, I think that's, that's hard to be consistently competitive. And I would say that's one of my biggest you know, probably goals for, for next year, or at least areas to improve because going in, I mean, it's it's hard to score stage points in cup. It's really hard to score stage points and stage points in, in the playoffs are huge. And when, you, when you're when you talking about one or two point margins, I mean, that, that can be achieved in, in, in one stage. So um, that, that's where you have a lot of fluctuation, a lot of opportunity um, for, for growth and improvement on, on our side, but also um, a bit of a mentality shift moving up to the cup series. What did you learn? What was the biggest thing that you learned this season personally for you and your development as you continue to grow? And, you know, like I said, your rookie season, you come out with a big win and and trying to to maintain that level throughout the season. What did you learn emotionally here throughout the entire season that, you know, now it's behind me. I figured out I can do this. I can move on to the next round. Yeah, in some ways, certainly personal validation in, in some sense with not, not necessarily including Daytona, but but just throughout the entirety of the season, you know, being able to to not only expect to run inside the top 15, top 10 in the Cup Series in my rookie year, but but actually doing it and, and doing it on a consistent basis, I, I think that's that's a box to check. And when you're knocking off top 15s and top 10s, then come top fives, and and that's when you can really start to work on the little stuff. And uh, that, that's where I want to find myself, you know, by this time next year, uh, is is working on the little stuff because you know eliminate eliminate the the, the really the really rough days um but i i think for me that, that was that was good to check off but um trying to manage my expectations throughout the whole year um was, was pretty challenging i mean i came in with very lo- not low expectations but very little um just as far as you know how are things gonna play out it's a new car no one knows anything working with a new group of people um just a lot of change for me in the off season more change than i probably expected from 2021 2022 not just from the car side but from a from a personnel side just just i worked with the same group for four years and when you get used to working with the same people and 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 whether if it's in racing a competitive environment or you know just your day job i mean that's that's a big change and 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 you kind of have to look at yourself and and be flexible and open-minded and try to not stop what's gotten you to where you are but try and adapt it not to not adapt to those people around you but in a way that you can maximize the people around you so um i I think that's important for for any team environment um and that's gonna be different when you when you when you involve different players so um definitely looked a lot at myself this year trying to trying to maximize that but also um manage my expectation for for success and I think a lot of that comes into not being okay with 15th or 10th or whatever. Like, I mean, I feel like I've watched enough where guys who have been successful in the Xfinity series or lower divisions move up and um, they just don't have the success. And I think some of it, you you get lulled into some sense of complacency because you you realize how hard it is. And so you, you decide that, okay, 12th is a good day. Well, I'm not happy with 12th. And I, I need to continue to not be happy with 12th. You know, you can be happy with it for that day, but you shouldn't be happy with it for 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 your progression and and, and moving forward. You know, take away the good and and try and work on work on what needs to be improved. So those are the things that I've really um, tried to toy with mentally, as far as 
not not being just okay with with decent uh, with solid days um, but but try not to drive myself crazy too because I'm pretty good at that um, pretty not a self-destructive person but certainly a self-critical person so uh, try not to drive myself crazy with 38 weeks of that but um, and I think I think I was on the edge of doing that um, so the off season probably came at a good time. We'll continue our conversation with Austin later, but when we come back, we'll look at the highs and lows that led to Ty Gibbs' 2022 Xfinity Series Championship. Well, listeners, in case you didn't get enough sports today, here's an ad break that'll tell you how to watch even more sports. YouTube is the new home of NFL Sunday Ticket. And if you sign up now, you'll get our lowest full season price of the year. Just go to youtube.com slash Spotify offer to get $100 off NFL Sunday Ticket. Watch your favorite teams out of market Sunday afternoon games exclusively on YouTube and YouTube TV. All right, enough about sports. Go get more sports. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends June 6. No refunds. This is NASCAR Live. Now back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Ty Gibbs was an ARCA champion in 2021. He followed that up with an Xfinity Series championship in 2022. But it wasn't always that easy for Ty this season. He went through plenty of highs and lows throughout the championship season. Let's look back on how Ty Gibbs became the 2022 NASCAR Xfinity Series champion. Surreal to win here in Vegas. It's awesome. You know, I'm I'm 19, so I'm not doing anything, but might go have some in and out. Gibbs is going to force his way underneath. They make contact. Nemechek is up the racetrack. Gibbs to the Side by side for the lead and the win in Richmond. They make contact. Gibbs will take Nemechek up the track. Checkered flag is waving at the start-finish line. Here they come racing back. Ty Gibbs will get there first. John Hunter's going to give him a tap going into turn number one. John Hunter Nemechek not at all happy with Ty Gibbs, who ran him up the racetrack on the final lap going into three. But Ty Gibbs has done it again. What a finish there, Ty. Walk us through the closing lap, specifically that final lap before taking the checkers. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, we had a really good race. My Monster Energy Toyota GR Super was really good. We were just a little bit tight there, so uh, just lost some ground there and lap traffic wouldn't get out of the way, but that's just racing. And, uh, you know, I, I, I raced John Hunter hard. I definitely deserve one back, but like I said, these races are hard to come by, so I had to take advantage of it. You know, I felt like we had a good race. A-team crew did a really good job, so... You know, kudos to them, but we got to take it, uh, you know, so we got to be greedy in these things. White flag, Road America, across the line, nose to tail, top two, headed to one. Fourteen more turns, and here we go. Ty Gibbs goes to the right, Larson throws the block. Gibbs now works to the high side, gets a bumper alongside, has to tuck in on the back bumper, they're nose to tail, off turn number two. Ty Gibbs tried about the charge, he gets into the back of him. Larson bobbles coming down the hill, into turn number three, he gets pushed wide, Larson goes wide. Gibbs to the inside. Ty Gibbs takes the lead out of turn number three, but Larson is not done yet. He is right there on the back bumper. 19-year-old driver from Charlotte, North Carolina, pulling away by one, by two, now by three. Car links. It's all over at Road America. Across the line goes Ty Gibbs' career win number eight. He made the move back in Canada corner by pulling away from Kyle Larson and never looking back. I gives with the drive of the season.
season, last lap pass on one of the best. And Kyle Larson, walk me through the dive into turn one and what happened from there. Yeah, you know, I feel like I kind of faked him out a little bit in the turn one. I honestly just just seeing what I had. Maybe I could have stuck it in there, but uh, it was God's plan for me to wait and, and get him back in turn three. So it was worth it. Dominating the final stage and now going to victory lane. Off four, headed to the stripe. Checkered flag is in the air. And Ty Gibbs has won at the Michigan International Speedway, scoring the win in the New Holland 250. Ty Gibbs win number five on the season already. All right, let's talk momentum here for you. We're getting closer and closer to the playoff time. How about the momentum with this race team? I mean, it's just week in and week out I race, so I don't really look at momentum. I'm just relentless all the time. So if it's there, it's there. If it's not, it's not. But I'm going to give it my all. Green flag goes back in the air. Brandon Jones peppering the back bumper of Ty Gibbs. They race to turn one. Jones shoves Gibbs up the racetrack to three wide. Three wide. Brandon Jones to the bottom. Gibbs in the middle. Noah Gregson on the outside lane. Down the back straightaway. In a turn number three. Brandon Jones takes the lead. Sheldon Creed is there to the inside. White flag. Martinsville Speedway one more time around. A must-win situation for Brandon Jones. He's in the fence in turn number one as Ty Gibbs gets into the back of Brandon Jones. Wipes out the race leader. And we go under the caution flag. Brandon Jones was the race leader going into turn number one. And off turn number four, here they come. The caution is out. The field is frozen. Ty Gibbs should be scored the race leader after he got into the back bumper and absolutely punted then leader and teammate Brandon Jones into the turn one wall. As it sits, Ty Gibbs is the winner, and Justin Allgaier will race for a championship next week. Battling with your teammate Brandon Jones, you you moved him away essentially for the win. Do you feel like that was a clean move? Uh, I mean, definitely not a clean move for sure. I didn't definitely didn't want to wreck him, but I definitely wanted to move him way out of the groove so I could go in. I feel like we lost the spring race getting moved by him. So, I mean, he's my teammate, but uh, definitely want to get the win here. It's important to get the win, and, and now we're going to the championship, so it's cool. Hopefully, I don't get hit by any any can or anything right here, but um, awesome, all glory God. You were already locked in the championship via points. Was your team communicating that you could have had two cars in the championship for JGR had Brandon Jones won? You know, there's no team racing, I guess, anymore. You know, they, they don't want that to happen. Everybody's getting penalized, so let's do the best we can. One last dash for the championship. In a turn number one, they come. The Dawson Cram machine will give way to the outside. Ty Gibbs is away by three car lengths to the back. Dawson Cram wide up against the wall. Leaders, final time, down the back straightaway. Gibbs will clear it. Gregson tries to do the same. Gregson's going to send it into three. Will it be enough for Noah Gregson? It will not. Ty Gibbs across the line, and Ty Gibbs has scored the win. And at 20 years old, Ty Gibbs is the NASCAR Xfinity Series 2022 champion. Ty Gibbs getting it done in a dominating performance here tonight. You know, the ups and downs, man of a season and to see him go through that um, and then the way he drove today man he drove his guts out man and he did it I, I can't be more proud of him there we go that's crew chief chris kale you're winning crew chief here this afternoon ty gibbs is the 2022 nascar xfinity series champion this is just awesome it's a dream come true i'm an xfinity series champion let's go what a year for Ty Gibbs. Coming up, we'll conclude our sit-down with 2022 NASCAR Cup Series Rookie of the Year, Austin Sindrick. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. 
Let's bring Jason Toy back in as he sits down with the 2022 NASCAR Cup Series Rookie of the Year, Austin Sendrick. You talked a, a little bit, obviously, about the next-gen car, and you talked about parity earlier on. It was designed for this car to make that parity happen across the board. So you got a year behind you now with this new car, going from the Coliseum all the way till we finish up at Phoenix. What are your thoughts on the car? What needs to be done to the car to make it, A, better safety-wise? You know, we saw a lot with concussions, but also racing-wise. Yeah, I think the safety aspects have, have really been addressed. Um, and and I, I feel like if there's any good that's come out of it, because um, obviously you don't want drivers on the sidelines, you don't want guys getting hurt, um, and, and you don't want that image for the sport, right? I mean, this has been the safest form of motorsport for a while, in my opinion. You know, guys guys looking at it and saying, oh, I can I can crash 10 times a year and be just fine. You know, if you got guys in other forms of motorsports having the impacts that we had 10 times a year, they probably wouldn't be doing it for very long. So. From that standpoint, um, I feel like that's kind of been addressed, but the good that has come out of that is I feel like it's made NASCAR and the drivers a lot closer in working together and, and having a constant flow of communication, having constant meetings, and not just about safety. I mean, yeah, that, those have been broad topics, but anything from, from track prep to, to procedures to um, you know race control, I mean, those types of things, we, you can, we can really work together as, as drivers and in, within the industry. So. I think that was needed, um, so I think the safety part has been a good catalyst for that and probably wouldn't have happened without it, in my opinion, not to make light of a bad situation, but I'd say that's been a really big positive in my eyes coming in from the start of the year to the end of the year um, as, as kind of a fresh, fresh set of eyes um, on, on, the, on the top level. But um, as, far as, as far as the car and the racing, uh, I feel like the short tracks and the road courses certainly could, could have some improvement. Um, as far as just how easy it is to, to run in proximity and, and, and you know, the, the tire wear and stuff like that, you know, but it's been weird trying to figure out what racetracks have had the tire wear and haven't had the tire wear, but does tire wear really mean passing or is everybody just falling off at the same rate? So I, I think it's still yet to be seen. You know, a lot of tracks we, we've only gone to once and everyone's trying to figure it out. So mm -hmm. I think as, as teams figure it out, you know, things generally get closer and it becomes harder to differentiate yourself. but. At the same time, we push things more to the limits, like I feel like you saw on, on the mile and a half, so later in the year. So um, either way, um, I think everyone's learned a lot. I feel like it's, in my opinion, still too early to judge and, and really come up with a formula um, for, for what this car is capable of, because like I said, we've, we've really only hit a lot of these tracks once. Um, so I'm excited to see you know, how, how we continue to progress the car. I think there's plenty of potential. It's just, it's just maximizing the the, the mechanical elements, but but most importantly, the aero elements to, to where you're not hurting the racing, but at the same time, you know, you give the teams a window to really work with with the car. Before we wrap it up, talking about Team Penske, one thing for the race fans and you, uh, with you in particular, you get the off season, and I know this being with, you know with with athletes, you need some time to recover, you need some time to kind of get recharged and get ready for next season. What's an off season like for you? Did you get a chance to? To relax a little bit do you get it what what's it and then how much do you get back into it for 2023 so i went on a i went on a hike uh, i think it was like last saturday um north carolina mooresville area i mean we're close enough to Appalachian mountains that you know you can finally you can find some good hiking trails an hour hour and a half away so went for a hike saturday morning and i came back through town and i'm like man why is the traffic so bad it took me 10 minutes to get to the next traffic light and it hit me I had not been home on a weekend since January. Since January, I had not been home on a Saturday. 
because the two weeks before the season started, I was racing. And the one week we had off, I went to Montreal to go watch a race. And the first weekend we had off, I went to Phoenix to do a rallycross race. So I've been, I've been, uh, if, if, if it's any stranger what, what, I, what I love, where my passions are, um, it's racing. Because that's all I really care about. And uh, as far as the off season goes, I, I play it by ear most days. Um, I, I've been doing a better job this year of like making a running list because last year's off season was not really an off season. I mean, we had a lot of next gen testing, um, getting you know involved with a new team, and uh, as quickly as things were moving, NASCAR was adding more tests to the schedule. So last year I didn't really get much of an off season, and um, this year I actually was looking forward to it because kind of made a list of, of things I want to do and things that. I want to do versus need to do things that aren't important to do during the season, and um, trying to trying to get more organized, whether if it's my, my personal life, my financial life, or you know just relaxing, um, getting to go to some sporting events. Got to go to the Ohio State Michigan game um, this past weekend. Uh, was rooting for the Buckeyes, so that was a, uh, wasn't a ten out of didn't ten. Didn't come experience. out the way you wanted it. <laughs> it did not end up the way I wanted, but it was a really cool game uh, to go to. Um, getting to go to a Colts game. Uh, day after Christmas, which hopefully is not as ugly as uh, the game I watched last night. Um, but yeah, doing stuff like that. Going to hang out with my brother uh, during New Year's, so that'll be fun. Um, getting to work on my project car again. Got to go co-karting a little bit. Plan on doing some more of that. So, um, And then, like I said, trying to trying to get the nutrition stuff. Um, kind of my health audit, if you will. Um, so, got a, got a lot I want to do. Um, not a lot of time to do it. I, I give it. I call it a nine-week off-season. Nine legitimate weeks before you start the big production days and you know full-on simulator sessions and you know trying to ramp up for for, for the LA Coliseum. So um, that's been uh, that's been good. Trying not to stress myself with as much as I want to get done. Um, trying to relax a little bit. All right. To wrap it up here, uh, it was a huge year for Team Penske. And, you know, you book in the year, you know, Joey goes from winning the Coliseum and you go with it with the Daytona 500, wrap it up with a win with Joey in the championship too. A, how much does Joey help you in your transition going full-time cup racing, but also too, what's the overall attitude like around the halls there at that team Penske? No, thing, things are great within the shop. You know, I, I think the only thing that we really missed out on as, as a, as a program, you know, is, is, is Indy. Uh, you know, I think, be amazing to think that uh, as a program we we can be competitive across all facets and we're adding a, a sports car program they'll be going to Lamar this year so a lot of stuff's ramping up within the shop uh, not just on the nascar side but um yeah really really amazing season uh, all across the board with with what will was able to accomplish in indycar with what joey is able to accomplish this year on the cup side so um but to answer your question joey and ryan have been really great examples for me of what it takes to be the best in the cup series and they both do it in two pretty different ways in my opinion and i feel like if i was able to take all of the things that make ryan a great race car driver and a great leader and all the things that make joey a great race car driver and a great leader and combine them with my strengths i think you have a pretty unbeatable force so um it, it's always a great example for me um listening to those guys being surrounded by those guys trying to you know, raise my performance level to, to, to compete with those guys. Um, and it's been a while since really I've, I've had teammates. So um, it's been a great exposure for me this year. A lot to take in, um, a lot to process. But, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't ask for, for any two other guys um, to, to, to really go to battle with the week in, week out. Thank you, Jason. Coming up, we'll look back on the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series Championship season for Zane Smith.
NASCAR Live is brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family-owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We continue on this week's NASCAR Live. Zane Smith finally captured that elusive NASCAR Camping World Truck Series Championship at Phoenix after falling short the last two seasons. Zane not only put it together at Phoenix, but at times throughout the regular season, he was the truck to beat. Let's go through Zane Smith's path to a championship. Zane Smith, Christian Eckes, Ben Rhodes, and Tanner Gray. Zane Smith has raced his way by hooker by Crip. Trouble coming off the trioval. Caution flag is out. This race is now official. The leader took the white flag. Zane Smith out front when the caution flag came out for a crash exiting the trioval. Those trucks spun all the way down towards the inside of turn number one as safety trucks pull onto the speedway. The caution is out and Zane Smith has won the next Era Energy 250 at Daytona International Speedway. You are a winner at Daytona. How does it feel? Great. Obviously front row is pretty good here. So um, just so dang cool for, for Loves to be back in victory lane off of that huge win last year. And then um, thank you to MRC Construction, Freight Auctions, Horizon Hobby. Thank you, Parker Kligerman. I wish uh, maybe for the next race we need to put Parker Kligerman outside of this because we kind of owe that one to him for uh, a hell of a push there. So it's wild how these things play out, but uh, happy to be on the good side of it. And joining us now on NASCAR Live, it's the driver of the 38 Front Row Motorsports Ford F-150, the winner of the Nextera Energy 250 at Daytona, Zane Smith. You win right out of the gate here at Daytona. Is your is the weight lifted for 2022, knowing now that you could be a little bit more aggressive? You don't have to worry about just trying to make it, you know, to get into the playoffs. Yeah, it's a huge, huge weight off of my shoulders and my team's shoulders is the main thing. And what's super cool is we get to go into these next races having fun, not worrying about, man, we need to get ourselves in the playoffs. We get to go race for stage wins and, and go ultimately race for race wins and position ourselves for that final stage. And that's huge in any series but uh, especially in the trucks where dirty air is so critical, but there's still a lot more to go get. The truck that went to victory lane last year with Todd Gilliland looks like it's going back to victory lane this afternoon here in Coda. Off turn 15, underneath the Echo Park Bridge, Zane Smith looking for the checkered flag here in Coda. Took matters into his own hands with a four wide maneuver to get the lead, and he is comfortably out front. Nobody close enough to challenge whatsoever. He's out of 18, down shifting twice into the 19, and now he'll work into turn number 20. Zane Smith on his way to victory here at Coda. Here comes Zane Smith setting up for the final time through turn 20. The front three tangled up in turn 11. Zane Smith darted to the inside to take the lead. He'll rocket up the front straightaway. Checkered flag in the air. Zane Smith wins at Circuit of the Americas. Final time. Turn number two for Zane Smith. Zane Smith all evening long driving with a lot of confidence here tonight. Here he comes back into corner number three. Zane Smith, his Ford working the middle lanes of the bank and he's headed for the checkered flag. The breakout season continues. A dominating win tonight for Zane Smith. Off four. Final time. Checkered flag is out and Zane Smith picks up the win in the heart of America 200 at the Kansas Speedway. You come into the playoffs, the regular season champion. Three wins on the season. 
by all means, you are the championship favorite. Does it feel like it? Uh, yeah, I, I would say so, just from how our regular season went. I mean, obviously, that was something I, I had circled uh, to start the year, just knowing those bonus points you get, they go a long way. And so, um, I don't know, we're not going to change a whole lot going to the playoffs just because of how well we ran, I feel like, and how consistent we were, and I feel like that's what we we need in the playoffs. So, uh, yeah, I would say I'm the, the favorite, but um, that's a good thing and a bad thing. It definitely comes with a lot of pressure, so... Um, I don't know. Hopefully I could prove myself right in Phoenix. The top three run right together for the final time. Three trucks under a handkerchief into turn one for the championship. Zane Smith looking to the inside. Down low is Chandler Smith. Then Rhodes running the outside. Final time off turn two up the back straightaway. Zane Smith with the lead. Who's going to take a shot? Ben Rhodes is there. Here they come in three. Up off turn number four. Ben Rhodes gets to the tailgate of Zane Smith. They bounce off the safer barrier. Checkered flag in the air. And Zane Smith wins the Lucas Oil 150. And Zane Smith is the 2022 NASCAR Camping World Truck Series champion. First of all, let's walk through that last restart in those final laps. You held off Chandler Smith and Ben Rhodes what was going through your mind um, I just I wasn't gonna let it go down like that and I knew when I came out 11th man I, I've been in way uglier times before and I was either wrecked or I was coming over the championship trophy and we got the big one all right Dane it's been about what a week and a half since you took home the truck series championship so what have the last like 10 days or so been like uh, really just a lot of fun, just a lot of celebrating. Uh, it was really cool to have the championship race to be in Phoenix. I've always said that just because that's pretty much the only race for the, the trucks besides Vegas, where it's on the West Coast and also that's where I'm from. So um, it's either uh, Phoenix Championship weekend or, or Christmas morning is where I get to see all my family. And so it was cool to have all my family out there and, and just celebrate a, a big win. Coming up, we flash back to the last time Joey Logano stepped to the dais to deliver a championship-winning speech. That was back in 2018. Today's broadcast is brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We're about to head for the exits on this week's NASCAR Live. Before we do, we wanted to flash back four years ago. That was when Joey Logano highlighted the NASCAR awards ceremony as he celebrated his first NASCAR Cup Series title. Here's some of what Joey had to say on that night. Please welcome my friend and your 2018 Monster Energy Cup Series champion, Joey Logano. Wow. It's amazing. It's so, so cool. Gavin uh, was able to come here and, and visit. I didn't, we guys keep a really good secret. <laughs> Holy cow, I had no idea, and it was uh, very special for me. And, um, you know, usually this is the point that I, I congratulate the champion. Um, and, you know, I want to continue that trend tonight by congratulating my champion, Roger Penske. Uh, what an amazing year, amazing person you are. Uh, you listed off some of the, the wins that you had, but, you know, with, with Brad winning the Brickyard 400, I know how big that was. The Southern 500. 17 Indianapolis 500s, oh my goodness, uh, the Supercar Championship, your 500th team victory, and this Cup Championship. Uh, needless to say, you're a Hall of Famer, and I can't wait to see you get inducted into this Hall of Fame here in a few weeks. 
Uh, one of my favorite parts about Roger Penske is the believer in people, and, and he believes in surrounding himself with elite people. And he starts that with Kathy. Uh, Kathy, we love having you at the racetrack. It's so much fun to, to see you there. support that you not only give Roger, but you give our race team goes a mile. Uh, so thank you for that. Um, to Walt Zarnicki, uh, you know, I consider you such a, a great friend of mine. And for Brittany, we lean on you so much, uh, not only for racing, but uh, so many other things in life. And that, that goes a mile for me. So thank you. And he will make his second championship winning speech this Thursday in Nashville, Tennessee. Motor Racing Network will have the call 7 p.m. Eastern time. We'd like to thank Austin Cendrick, Joey Logano, Ty Gibbs, and Zane Smith for their time all season long on NASCAR Live. I'm Mike Bagley for the rest of the MRN crew. We'd like to thank you for being a part of things as well. And we'll join you for another installment of NASCAR Live wide open on Thursday and back here one week from tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern with another edition of NASCAR Live. Until then, so long, everybody. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina and was brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of NASCAR. It works fast and you won't stink. And by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. Today's broadcast was directed by Trey Downey and Julian Council. The executive producer for MRN is Ryan Horn. Remember to visit MRN.com for all of the latest news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts and descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network. Ruoff Mortgage wants to welcome you home with their fast and stress-free mortgage process. Ruoff knows that when you're ready to move, you want to keep things moving. From the moment you start, Ruoff makes sure the process moves quickly, often twice as fast as other lenders, so you can close quickly and settle in sooner. Visit Ruoff.com to learn how you can qualify for the fastest loan of your life. That's Ruoff, R-U-O-F-F.com.